So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am not only the editor-in-chief for drbycuspid.com, but also the co-founder of Ignite DA. And so thankful you've joined us, whether you found us through drbycuspid.com, Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher. We try to provide the latest information that we can to help dental assistants and dental team members and dentists and everybody have uh, the information that they need to succeed, especially in these days post COVID closure. And with that in mind, going to bring on a great friend and a great resource as well. And that's dental's pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Tom, what's going on, man? Kevin, how are you? It's always a pleasure to be with you. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, gosh, I'm, I love it. I mean, we should do one of these every week because uh, I get great feedback from everybody who reaches out to me afterwards with questions and comments. And uh, it's always a fun time. So thanks for having me again. Yeah, it's just good to hang with you, obviously, even though it's across the miles right now. But, you know, I know one thing that you and I were talking about just for a minute before we went on the air was the fact that, you know, obviously COVID-19 has taken over the headlines in dentistry and our world. And so many things have been pushed out of the spotlight. And one of the things that's been pushed out has been opioids and their impact on our industry, on our patients. And and I know you found a very interesting study, and I'm just going to kind of lob the ball up to you and talk a little bit about that and maybe its impact on dentistry. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. You know, so much information is crossing our desktops right now, you know, because everybody's home, they're reading their email. I mean, gosh, I haven't received as many emails as I've had over the last two months ever. You know, it's just been, you know, people want to communicate and that's the best way to do it. But in those emails, besides the personal ones and, and people reaching out who are fellow professionals, a lot of information. And I, I would love to say that it's all good information, but some of it's misinformation. And some of it's good information that gets buried because the misinformation is so sensational, it, it sort of rises to the top. Uh, but to your point, well taken, uh, because of COVID-19 and everything COVID-19, other factors, other things that impact our profession are sort of getting, you know, I would say silenced, but not in a bad way. Just they're not, you know, becoming headlines like they used to be. They're not getting the same attention that they used to get. Uh, but now that we're going back to practice, now that we're all returning to practice, this is probably the best time to refocus, redouble our efforts on, on what we consider to be best practices. And so the, uh, the COVID-19 thing, if you want to call it that, did a lot for changing the way we practice dentistry. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell everybody who's listening to that exactly what that means, but it even impacted pain control uh, as far as whether or not we should use ibuprofen, whether or not we should use Tylenol. But one thing that, again, as you said, didn't really rise to the surface was the issue of opioids. And it's ironic that a lot of healthcare practitioners and a lot of dental practitioners are looking at opioids again with renewed interest because they say, well, what better drug to treat dental pain if I can't use ibuprofen? Well, no one said you can't use ibuprofen, but putting that argument aside, because you know I've talked about it a lot, let's talk about opioids. So let's just assume we're going to use opioids to treat dental pain. Is there any greater pain relief factor? Is there any advantage to using opioids over NSAIDs and Tylenol at all? Maybe we should just confront this problem head on. If you had to choose one, one or another, which one would you choose in treating dental pain? Well, that was the subject of a study that was published in March. Again, right in the height of the COVID crisis, so it sort of got pushed aside, but it was in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Now, the Journal of the American Medical Association you know, focuses on, on dentistry from time to time, but it's not their forte. Usually we rely on the Journal of the American Dental Association for that. 
Right. But this was in the JAMA's Network Open in March. I read it because I got the subscription, but a lot of people didn't see it. So I posted it on my Instagram page, got a lot of commentary about it. Uh, a lot of the dental forms I belong to, same thing. It was a study conducted at the University of Michigan School of Dentistry. They have 14 dental clinics. And so they measured data from 329 adult dental patients who had extractions. Now they were particular in segregating whether it was a surgical extraction or routine extraction. And out of the 329 patients, I can't say it was even, it was about 155 or so patients who had a surgical extraction and about 174 who had a routine extraction. But let's just say for argument's sake, it was close to even. Yeah. So the point of the study was to understand the difference in what the patient thought, what was their reported outcome between the patients who did use opioids and those who did not, to see if there really was a difference if people really did better in using opioids versus non-opioids. So what did, how, did we, uh, conduct, how did they conduct the study? They was surveyed the patients after the fact. Now, this is a source of criticism for the study because people say, well, you know, now you're relying on subjective data, how people felt after the fact, how can they truly remember exactly what they experienced if they weren't writing it down at the time? Well, as you and I both know, um, emotions make our memories stronger. So I'd be, I'd be thinking or tend to think that people would remember if they had a good pain experience or not so pain, not so good pain experience. Okay. So they surveyed about them, uh, surveyed them about the type of extraction, first of all, uh, the, whether or not they used opioids. And the key here was what did they describe their pain level as? And then what was their overall satisfaction? Were they more satisfied if they used opioids or non-opioids? Well, you can't test it on the same person because either they used opioids or not. So they took a wide sample and they compared the people who said they used opioids and the people who said they didn't use opioids, assuming that you know people had the same level of pain after an extraction. Might be a bad assumption, but how else can you do the study? Okay, so what were the results? 51% of the people who had a surgical extraction used opioids. And about 40% of the people who had a routine extraction used opioids. Okay, that's a pretty significant number, 50%, 40% roughly. But here's the interesting thing. In the surgical extraction group, which I would consider to be probably, you know, more likely to cause pain, only about 65% of the people who used opioids reported moderate to severe pain while 34 patients, or about 45%, said they had pain. So if you look at that on the surface, that means what? That means patients who used opioids reported having more pain than the patients who said they didn't use opioids. Okay, that's surgical, right? Let's look at the other group, routine extraction group, because you could make the argument, okay, surgical is more traumatic, it's going to cause more pain. Okay, so we've got a routine extraction group. Again, roughly the same number, about 65% of the people in the routine extraction group said they had used opioids and they had moderate to severe pain, but only 33% of the people who didn't use opioids reported the same level of pain. So that means in both cases, it's statistically significant that the people who used opioids actually reported they had more pain than the people who didn't use opioids. Okay, that's pain, right? Now let's talk about satisfaction. And what did they discover there? 
there was no statistically significant difference in overall patient satisfaction, whether or not patients used opioids or not. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if this slams the door on the use of opioids in dentistry once and for all. Uh, if you've heard me lecture before, Kevin, I know you have, and a lot of people in the audience have, you know, in my mind, there's always a place for opioids. When you're, I mean, again, this was moderate to severe pain. I get that. But you and I both know there are patients out there with significant or what they would describe as severe pain. Right. In that situation, you just can't beat an opioid when it comes to reducing that kind of pain, along with, in conjunction with, non-opioid analgesics. And I think, if anything, this, this study proved that, that it's the combination of analgesics that really provides the significant pain relief we're looking for. And if you say, well, no, I don't buy that by all. This study proved that opioids really don't uh, reduce pain as well as non-opioids. Okay, but don't forget the placebo effect. Just having the darn opioid in their possession sometimes makes all the difference between being anxious and not being anxious. You know, hey, uh, my doc wrote me a script for six Norco. I may never take them, but at least I know I got them. And if it gets really bad, I'll take one. And they may never take one, but just having it was enough to, to quell their anxiety versus my doc's dead set against prescribing opioids. I'm sitting here with ibuprofen and Tylenol. This pain is awful. This sucks. Man, I wish I had an opioid. And now the anxiety level rises, even if no one ever swallowed a tablet. You know, and that's such a great point because, um, and I'm going to take the very uneducated, non-dental pharmacology expert opinion here and just throw it out and see if I'm right or wrong here. But mindset seems to play such a role, not only in how much pain you're actually experiencing, but like you said, at least I know I've got it if I need it in terms of an opioid. And does that play a factor into it? Just the, the general mindset of, of how much pain I think I can tolerate versus not. Yeah. And I'll tell you, and I, I guess I'm the one that, that always espouses this because of, of, there are a lot of speakers on this topic. I'm sure you know, uh, Kevin, they're out there, uh, people who, who can speak on opioids and, and dental pain management. But the interesting thing about my perspective is I'm the pharmacist. So not only have I seen the prescriptions written, I fill those prescriptions. And from my perspective, what usually happens is people come in, they hand me the script, they want to know what it is. I tell them it's an opioid and almost immediately half of them, in my opinion, look at me and say, I don't want that. Right. No, so you got to, your doc wrote it, obviously you're going to need it. No, 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 I got kids. I got grandkids. I don't want that in my house. Yep. Okay. But doesn't matter because they still have the script. They may never take it out of my pharmacy, but that night when they're in agony, they can say, well, if I really get it really gets bad. I'll just go to the pharmacy and get it filled. And then the people who do fill it, they're so scared to death of them half the time that they don't want to take it either. It just sits in their medicine cabinet. And I say, that's fine too, because they had it. It was with them the whole time. But here's the key. It's six tablets, not 60. Right. And, and you as the pharmacist, the dentist, everybody has a role in making sure that if those six go through and another six are needed, are those six really needed? You know, or, or is this something that you put a kind of put a break on it and say, well, wait a minute, let's talk about this. Oral surgeons always ask me that. They always say, you know what? You, <laughs> this guy had multiple extractions. He's going to need more than six tablets. And I always say the same thing with all due respect, doc, because I respect you for what you do. You're the expert here. Let him ask you for it. Because believe me, some people will make that six tablets last because they just don't want to take them. 
Yep. And you say, okay, well, that's that's opioid sitting in someone's medicine cabinet. All right, but it's six tablets, and I'm sure if they're that scared of them, they're going to want to get rid of them as fast as possible. So in the end, it's a win-win for everyone. You know, the placebo effect wins out. But that's why I, I cast a dubious eye at some of these studies who say you shouldn't prescribe opioids at all. Uh, that's dead wrong. Opioids will always have a place in dentistry. If not for the placebo effect, then at least in helping them manage severe pain in conjunction with the non-opioids. You know, I think if we took everything out of society that had some kind of a bad implication, we wouldn't have much left. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you on that one, my friend. Uh, you, I think I think ultimately, you know, this is always going to be a source of contention. And, and, I, and I totally understand why, because there are a lot of docs out there and rightfully so, who say, look, that's that's my given right to, to prescribe. It's my it's I have prescribing privileges. I'm going to prescribe an opioid when I see fit. And they should. That's their right. They're the doc. They make the call. So studies like these are valuable in helping them decide whether to prescribe, but but not necessarily the be all and end all. And sometimes they get criticized and say, what do you, six tablets? That, that, that's not going to work. The, the patient's not going to believe in them. And I say, I think it's the opposite. I think when you hand a patient a prescription for 60 Percocet, they look at that like 60. Yeah. This, I could probably take two of these and be just fine. But when you hand them a script for six and they say six, and I look at them and say, yeah, that's all you're going to need. There's an, an inherent respect for those tablets now. Like, wow, I better not mess around with these things. They're probably really strong. So, so Tom, what's the biggest message? Because we know, as you said, dental practices have opened back up, are opening back up. You know, it, we're still in those early stages in a lot of states. What's the biggest message out there for you, for these dental practices that are listening to this regarding opioids as we, we gear back up? Well, my advice has always been the same. Prescribe them when you see fit. Recognize that there's a placebo effect that's inherent and there's also the ability of everyone to look at this from a different perspective. And that is, it's not only opioids and it's not only non-opioids. It's really a combination of the two. But please, if you've learned anything about this whole situation, especially with this whole controversy with ibuprofen, don't be so quick to abandon what we know works. The paradigms may shift from time to time, but we don't throw them out the window completely. Ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and opioids, when necessary, are the best way we treat dental pain. Tom, is always great stuff. And I want to make sure everybody knows where to find more information and hear more of your uh, nuggets of knowledge, shall we say. Thank you so much, Kevin. You know, first of all, anybody who uh, would like to learn more about what I do and, and my courses and, and the information I can provide, come visit my website. It's, it's really very uh, original. It's TomViola.com. Uh, and you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Pharmacology Declassified. The reason I named my company Pharmacology Declassified was because I love declassifying pharmacology, making it applicable and practical. Uh, if you visit my Instagram or Facebook page, you'll find little nuggets like this. I'm always posting and, and open to, you know, uh, commentary. But if you want to take a CE course, I know you've had a lot of options for CE these past couple of weeks. But uh, when you get ramped back up again and you want to go back to getting into a normal groove and you want to take a CE course, stop by TomViola.com. I've got courses that you can take on demand anytime, day or night to get some CE credits. So looking forward to seeing you all there. And hopefully, Kevin, you and I especially, uh, see each other live one day, maybe share another beverage. Well, I hope so. I tell you, I am, uh, I'm looking forward to actually getting back out there, uh, dental meetings, 
uh, hearing people speak in person. I mean, nothing against you creators of Zoom, but uh, it will be nice to actually be in a room with somebody and actually hear the crowd and the facial reactions and then see those and everything else uh, sometime soon. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't say before we signed off that uh, Tom put together a great program for the recent DrBuyCuspid.com virtual trade show and spring CE conference. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, and certainly you can stop by the CE section of DrBuyCuspid.com to check out uh, Tom's words of wisdom. Uh, lots of places to catch Tom, including his website, DrBuyCuspid. And I'm just always thankful that he spends a few minutes hanging out with with me and uh, with all of you fine folks who listen to this podcast. So, Tom, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Kevin, thank you for the opportunity to do the uh, conference. That was great. And, yes, thank you for all these opportunities to do these podcasts with you. Let's do some more. Yeah, absolutely, man. I always look forward to it and because uh, I know you always have uh, your uh, finger on the pulse of what's going on whenever it comes to pain management. And I truly do appreciate it. So, and. And thanks to all of you who listen to this podcast. We appreciate that as well. Certainly want to make sure that you uh, subscribe to us. Give us a like. You know, if there are things that you want to hear, uh, you can certainly drop me a line through Dr. By Cuspid or through the Ignite DA Facebook page. We want to make sure that we are always staying on top of the latest, greatest information to help you as a dental professional have a better day and better interactions with your patients. So, hey, together we rise. And as we always say here, stay safe, stay healthy and stay educated.